Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Execute Chapter 66, where we discuss canon, legends, and beyond. We will be talking about the first season of the Bad Batch Clone Wars cartoon sort of takeoff. I, I don't know. I guess it's its own thing now because the Clone Wars are long over. It's a, it's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. You met them in the Clone Wars. Now they got their own show and a plucky sidekick. But because it is a special bonus episode and a big 16 episodes to talk about, we've got some special guests with us tonight. So say hello to Arian Gulick. Welcome, hey. Arian. Hey, guys. How's it going? Welcome back. Welcome back, Arian. Mm-hmm. I'm confused. We're not talking about the High Republic today, but, but that's okay. You want to come on and talk about Tempest Runner? <laughs> talk about Tempest Runner. Talk about Out of the Shadows, whatever you we want. We still haven't recorded Out of the Shadows yet. I mean, just saying. I still got I don't even remember what happened in it. I still got to read it. <laughs> Hyperspace. And we are also welcoming back to the show, Gary Mitchell. Hello, Gary. Hello, everybody. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, Gary, because uh, you've set your bar for entry so high now with the Thrawn interview. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Sorry, with the Zahn interview. God, I hate I him know. so much. I hate I hate that he made his main character rhyme with his name. He did it on purpose. Oh, yeah. <sighs> he totally did it on purpose. Well, to be honest, wouldn't you? All right. And my name is Beth Van Dusen. And of course, with me, as always, are Ryan Schweck and Chad J. Shonk. So over to you, Chad. This is a book club. Or I guess a... TV club, I don't know, and not a review show. We are going to spoil the series. We have watched it. We are assuming if you were listening to this that you have either watched the complete season or don't care. Uh, so that has been your spoiler warning. Separatists push to the brink. Republic forces continue to mount victories on battlefronts across the galaxy. After the Jedi Knights thwarted an attempt to kidnap Chancellor Palpatine, the evil droid General Grievous retreated to the Outer Rim. With his legions of battle droids severely depleted, Grievous mounts a desperate and brutal counterattack across several star systems. We find Republic clone troopers locked in deadly combat on the besieged world of Collar. Led by Jedi Master Depa Balaba, they struggle to hold their position as they wait for reinforcements to arrive. Welcome to Clone Wars 2, Dave Filoni's Superstar Guest Performance Series. <laughs> Yeah, so tonight we're going to be talking about The Bad Batch, which is Filoni's follow-up to Clone Wars. You know, it it was a series that obviously started on the Clone Wars with that love of little backdoor pilot during Season 7, which I I think, I can't remember if we've talked about it before, but there were kind of differing opinions on using that time in the last season with The Bad Batch. Oh, we talked about it. I was heavily opinionated. (laughs) Oh, we did That's talk what, about it. That's right. We talked about it on the main on the main podcast. I thought we might and, have. Uh, and, and Beth was highly opinionated on it. Yes, yeah. I was again. It. <laughs> These were four episodes we could have devoted to Ahsoka or anybody else. <laughs> we we could have gotten eight more episodes of the Martez sisters. So it would mm. be great. Don't worry, they're going to come on this season too. <laughs> Hooray! Yeah. I will stand up for the Martez sisters. Go I, ahead. Right. I like them too. Um, I guess to start, you know, the best place for me to start is to actually talk about the Bad Batch themselves. You know, the the basics of the series is that we've got these clones we've met who are all augmented. And what happens when the Empire starts? And I think at first it looked like it was going to be a little more imperial, I guess, and kind of would go in and out of that. 
But before we get to that, let's talk about the actual Bad Batch and the characters. I don't, do y'all like the characters? I think that's because that's what it all hinges on, right? Do you like these five people? These tropes? <laughs> Hunter, Echo, Tick, Rekka, and Crosshair. Your climb fourth 99. Of all the Clone Wars episodes, the ones that heavily focused on clones were my least favorites. I have always hated the clone MacGuffin. Oh, here you go. Here's this clone army. And the Jedi just not paying attention or saying, hey, maybe this is a bad idea mm-hmm. and from uh, the prequels. So, like, clones have always triggered me. Arian, you're in the penalty box for five minutes for trying to apply logic to Star Wars. <laughs> I, I, I realized that. How, saying, having said that, I thought it was fine. Like, after the first, like, two or three episodes, I, they drew on me, and I didn't mind them that much. Other than uh, Crosshair, who's just uh, simultaneously a dick and completely, I don't know, he's just kind of boring. Good soldiers follow orders. Every choice you've made since Kala has been wrong. First the Padawan, then Guerrera. You're becoming a liability. See, Crosshair is the one I'm almost... He's like the one I'm most interested in, I think, out of all of them. Yeah, I agreed with Arian until the last two episodes, and then they pulled a Filoni and was like, wait a minute, this character's deeper than than we were led to believe. (laughs) I mean, he is, but at the same time, he's kind of just like a mustache-twirling villain, and I get bored with us. I I think he's more conflicted than that throughout the entire series, but we will, we'll, yeah, we'll, um, I don't sense a lot of conflict, but okay. His conflict isn't the conflict that you think his conflict isn't between. Uh, yeah. well, anything. That's not what it's well, Yeah, We'll get about. to the end. Cause but, yeah, I definitely want to talk about that at the end. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know if we can get into the whole meat of, of crosshair until that yeah. finale. Cause up until that end, he is, yeah, he's the, I, the former brother who's after them, you know, yeah, I was going to say, but of the, of the crew, uh, I love, most of them. Uh, I love the fact that they brought back Echo. Is there an Echo in here? Yes. What? I'm Echo. Really? Uh, and made him a part of the group. I really like Space Rambo. If you're done hiding down there, I suggest you launch a counterattack. Oh, I call him Solid Snake. Oh, uh, yeah. That's Solid and... Snake Trooper to you. <laughs> is is, uh, is Tech Otacon? Yes. <laughs> well, he's certainly not Psycho Mantis. <laughs> No. Thank God he doesn't want to know what I've been watching on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, and, and Wrecker is just a delight. <laughs> yeah. I, I went back and forth with Wrecker. Like sometimes I liked him, and then sometimes I was like, "All right, this is a little much." Like, let's blow something up. Yeah. Oh, it's way too much. Yeah. It's way it's way too much, but I don't care. Yeah. I'm fine. It'll take more than a blaster shot to take me down. <laughs> you were down. I will not for long. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a goofball, but like it's a kids' cartoon. It's a kids' cartoon, ultimately. So like he's he's the kids' version of Jane from Firefly. I'll yeah. buy that. <laughs> is is he going to be in his bunk though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like them in general. I think yes, they are walking tropes, but that's fine. Their relationships are all pretty. Standard. If you mention all of the characters, Omega. My name's Omega. Uh, who is part of the Bad Batch is a, I think, a really cool new character. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's a Filoni char- show. There's got to be a kid. 
there's got it. Well, yes. Well, well the Filoni formula as we'll we'll see is just start with a kid this is the least annoying kid that he started off yeah i didn't hate omega from the get-go my name's omega not never once maybe he's losing his touch (laughs) because i've hated every other lead kid they've ever had for at least a few episodes yeah I, i i did become annoyed when we found out who she was yeah and we'll get to that i just i don't know when it served i kept finding like we're tech and echo too similar or too like i don't know like they didn't seem to know what to do with echo a lot besides Uh, yeah i agree with that plug and play i i liked that they added him to the group but then they didn't use him i actually rewatched the uh, the four episodes of the uh seventh season of clone wars with the bad batch earlier today and like they just kind of like they gave him such an arc in those four episodes that they just didn't know what to do with him in the series, which kind of stinks. Well, he's kind of come to a resting spot development wise, right? Like he's found his home. You know, I don't think you need that much more. I do, however, agree that he seems to have the same powers as tech, just not as smart. Right. Yeah. They're both hackers. It's like in the Fast and Furious movies where they've got like four hackers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't quite differentiate between their jobs. Uh, I'd rather Echo just be a soldier, you know, yeah. just be like a commando mm-hmm. or something. Or some other, I don't know what he could do, but something besides, yeah, like the tech. And I can't figure out which G.I. Joe he is. Oh, he's mainframe. He's mainframe. He's totally mainframe. Who's tech? Breaker. Breaker. Maybe Dalton. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You Dal- guys are yeah. speaking a foreign language I, to me I right also now. just wonder. <laughs> you should listen to Audible Interlude a G.I. Joe podcast on the Needless Things Podcast Network. If I knew anything about (laughs) G.I. Joe or really cared about G.I. Joe. (laughs) Maybe you would learn. (laughs) The caring part, we kind of help you with. We cannot help you with the caring part. But I do wonder if we're, if Filoni's doing his usual thing of there's some sort of seed he's planting with Echo and he has a plan for him down the line. Yeah. I'm sure there's something. Because he does have, you know, he's got the Lobot headgear. Yeah, I think we're going to see, Yeah, it's possible we see that kind of um, at, at a point where he has to struggle with his humanity, mm-hmm. you know, if, mm-hmm. he, if he becomes that would be that would be a really cool route to take him down. I don't need the thing with a show like this is I don't need every single one of them or even any of them really to have really deep arcs. That's not what this is about. You know, the fact that right. we get any kind of character growth, I think, is like gravy. Because because what a show like because this show is just a, a tour through the first year after the Empire starts you know but see that's what i wanted and Mm -hmm. i don't think i got it as much as i wanted like being able to see all right the empire takes over and you know the next note like the empire gets to work real quick (laughs) like there's no messing around and we never got that arc of like i think them really showing from the clones perspective like good lord what what did we do like this isn't what we thought isn't that what the whole show is about, though? Is about them refusing to be part it's of that? It's supposed to be. And that's what I thought we were going to get more of. And we just never got, like, some of those Filoni character moments that I Here's wanted. the problem I have, though, is, like, there is no... The Empire is the Republic. All they did was change the drapes, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not this idea... Yeah. The The Empire doesn't take over. This, to to a, a, an overwhelming majority of the galaxy, the same government is in place. In fact, I had this thought earlier. How many separatist groups ended up as re- with the alliance? You know, separate, separatist sympathizers mm-hmm. who still think that the big, bad, overreaching government is the enemy. That's who should be in the rebellion. Yeah. That's what would make more sense. 
And that's kind of the whole point of the episodes on Ryloth. Right. Yeah. Which, and those were, I think those two episodes were probably my favorites overall. No, yeah. Yeah, they were great. I, I think we put, and this was the same problem I have in the sequel trilogy when they're like, the you know, at least, at least the first orders, but I, I don't know. I don't understand the politics of those movies at all still. But the, but the, the empire is just, it's the Republic the next day, mm-hmm. right? Like, like it changes overnight. And yes, so this is about them changing because this is about clone troopers. We're witnessing the development of the empire from the point of view of them. And so what, what does it matter to them? What matters to them is... All of their, all the other clones are being moved out. And we're getting stormtroopers. We're seeing that from their point of view. We're seeing things that would matter to them or that they would be able to notice. We're not going to see the halls of power. Well, I'm wondering what more we're going to see in future seasons, but that's, you know, future episodes. We've got to kind of judge this season on its own merits because I was thinking about this. I went back, you know, I was thinking about like that first season of Rebels was a little, eh, but then the characters grew on me. So I'm hoping that we get the same thing here. See, I, to me, I just felt like this just felt like season eight of Clone Wars to me. I rolled right into it. You know, these, these shows now were so familiar to me. Resistance mm-hmm. was a little harder because of the just the style mm. of the show. But this was just like, hey, great. It's another season of the shows that I at the, of that show that I love. And by that show, I mean Clone Wars and Rebels and the return of Clone Wars like that show. I thought the changing of the logo was really effective with that. You know, that first episode where it started Clone Wars. And you'll notice like they had the, the Clone Wars vo- voiceover on the first episode, but not on any of the other ones. Mm. Yeah, the newsreel. Yeah. That's kind of also the point of the final two episodes is it does kind of close the book on Clone Wars. I did never expected seeing the giant clone manufacturing facility empty to hit me in the gut. Mm-hmm. That's what I think the show does best. Your question, do I like the characters? Yeah, they're fine. And and, and so maybe I'm more in Beth's camp on that. Like I, I, I like them a little more than she does, but I think they're fine. What makes the show great to me is everything that's happening around. Yeah. They have to be kind of blank for us to experience that. That doesn't yeah. bother me so much as long as I get a couple yeah. of laughs here and there. You know? Well, I wanted, I wanted a little more newness too, I think. I mean, how does Tarkin get anything done? He is everywhere. What does his schedule look like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he must He's- be. Listen, he's got to be, he's working his way to Moth, man. You don't do that by working eight hour days. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but he could have taken down Krennic easily with this work ethic. <laughs> Who won that fight? <laughs> yeah, but he could have done it a lot faster if he's working this damn hard. Maybe he's, maybe he's working too hard. <laughs> he took him down when he wanted. You do have to remember that these guys are the four scump of Star Wars. So, of course, they had to see Tarkin, one of the long list of guest stars that they yeah. have to run across, you know, yeah. over the course of their adventures. Yeah, I did expect to see that uh, Imperial Admiral a lot more. Oh, yeah, especially because they kind of pushed him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. he's one of the few that has a action figure coming out. Besides the Bad Batch and Omega, he's the only other one right now. Well, isn't he the Which, one now that's kind of going to be head of the Stormtroopers, right? Yeah, the TKs. Yeah, so I, I think that's where we're mm-hmm. leading up to him, right? He's going to be, he's kind of the first Stormtrooper right. commander. But it's weird that he's getting an action figure before he's actually performed any actions. Well, I mean, you know. That's true. He's, 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 a, he's a Thrawn type. He's yeah. given orders. But to be fair, I have a Constable Zuvio figure. As do I. It's not even in the movie. I was just about there, to bring up Zuvio, yeah. And I don't know. Have you been to Walgreens lately? Yeah. 
Well, I, I was yeah, we have recorded, and I need to give an update. He's gone. No. Somebody bought it, or somebody sent it back. But the long journey is over. Constable Zubio is no longer on the shelf. I hope you found a good home. I hope you did too. Like, like, like in Toy Story. I just hope you <laughs> went somewhere nice. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the guest stars. Obviously, the best one was in the first episode. <laughs> With Mr. Caleb Doom. Not to be a pessimist, but if the commander isn't back soon with those reinforcements... My Padawan will be here! Master! Here. I'm here. Caleb, where are the reinforcements? Don't worry. They're right behind me. Uh, where are they? Caleb? Trust me. How many are there? Five of them. Five? We're done. Yeah, that's what I thought. But you gotta see these clones. They're different. Mm-hmm. The funniest one, maybe. I, I like others more, but the yeah, funniest. Yeah, I was gonna one. say that that was my favorite one until until we get to a little bit later when the bounty hunters come. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching it today, and as soon as uh, I already have it memorized, when uh, she's he's like, uh, "Well, Caleb, shall we let them do what they do?" Only if I can go with them. Very well. Hey, kid. You ready for this? We move fast. Good. That's the only way I know. That's the only way I know. I have it memorized. <laughs> like, that whole little exchange with the clones. When they have uh, Kanan being such a little dick. Um, I, I, I love that scene so mm-hmm. much. I'm ashamed of how long it took me to realize, oh, that's him. Completely blew the comics out of the water, though. Completely ripped the comics yeah, apart. Well, yeah. Right, yeah. They had established in the Kanan comics, which were very good, by the way, the the moment where him and Deepa were ambushed, and it's literally like nothing like this. No, it's not. And now we got Saw too. I was really hoping mm. in the beginning we were going to get more Saw. Like, I think we talked about it. Like, I would have loved just to randomly get Saw throughout the series. And it's just like the slow radicalization right. of Saw Guerrero. Yeah. The war is over. If we give up now, everything we fought for, everyone we lost, will have been for nothing. I won't let that happen. The Clone War may have ended. The Civil War is about to begin. I have a feeling like they'll probably end up with uh, bringing him back in Season 2 because I, I feel like they're going to be more involved with the Rebellion in Season hadn't they, 2. Yeah, hadn't they reported that he and uh, what's-her-name are coming? Or at least are scheduled to do something? He's on it. Who oh, else is? On, uh, I can't remember who else is going to be Andor. Yeah. Andor. Andor. It didn't have me worried, but yeah, it was that moment where you're like, oh, is this going to just be a whole series of cameos? And it turns out it kind of is, which is one of the legitimate criticisms, I think, of Mando season two as well. This Filoni-verse that we're living in. Yeah, but like, honestly, is it surprising at all? Is it really surprising? I don't mind it. It doesn't really bother me. Yeah, Like, Star Wars, despite it being an entire galaxy, as we've discussed, is the size of Rhode Island. That's just kind of how it is. I have a hard time believing that any of, like, the new shows are going to be completely standalone things. You're always going to have a reference to some other part of something that's happened before. 
And like the only thing that like annoys me about that is I, I kind of like a little bit of mystery still left in everything. And I worry that like Dave's going to try and explain literally everything. I'm just like, you don't have to. You can leave some questions unanswered or <laughs> opaque. Give him enough time. Yeah, he might get there. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I worry he's going to try to do that. I'm just like. Acolyte seems to be the one that has the most potential for being a little more standalone if you don't read wow. the books. Well, it's it's supposedly set like like aren't the books mostly like two hundred ish years BBY and like the uh, the acolyte I think is like one hundred twenty ish. It's know. supposed to be during the waning days of the High Republic yep. era. That's what it's supposed to be, right? But it definitely will be separated from all this stuff. But uh, I, I liked I liked both cameos in the first episode. I, I enjoyed pretty much all of the cameos. I recognize them for what they are. Mm-hmm. But I still got excited when the little baby Twi'lek showed up. Look, I'm a sucker for Star Wars fan service. <laughs> I will never complain yeah. about Star Wars fan service. Cad Bane showed up and I was like, oh, snap. I'm fully in now. <laughs> thank, thank you, Filoni. May I have another? As I have heard said before, I am a fan and I like being serviced. <laughs> Let's see, what else? Um, so we started moving on, obviously, and we get our working with Sid thing. I mean, I guess that, I don't know. They jumped into mercenaries being being mercenaries pretty quick, with reason. You gotta eat. Those little poplars aren't cheap. One of my big worries was that, like, there would be way more episodes where, like, they're just kind of drifting around, not doing anything, kind of like a, yeah. a, a job of the week kind of thing, mm. like the middle episodes of the first season of Mando. But it was less less pronounced than I thought. I thought it was paced pretty well. I don't know. And and they taught a little kid how to smuggle drugs. That's right. My name's Omega. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and shoot weapons, and, you know. They're just simple clones trying to make their way through the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It all comes back to the fence. What it's all about. And being a funny show, you had to give the kid a weird weapon because that's just how it rolls. Like it's it's better than yeah. the slingshot. Yeah, the the energy bow from Dungeons and Dragons. I was going to say from the D and D cartoon. Yeah. Fear not, Ranger. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I'm okay one thing I thought when I was rewatching it though. So Finnick Shan, who's obviously older, like well, is like I don't know how old do you think she is on this. I'd say 20. She's well, like they say that, like they even say when like they go to like try and find out info about her that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like she's just getting started and we don't know that much about her as a bounty hunter. Ming Na's in her fifties. Right. Yeah. It's been 30 years since this. Mm-hmm. 30-ish. Mm, yeah. Right? So 17, like, 27. Yeah. 20, 27, 30 years. So like Ming Na's over 50. Yeah, I guess it does make sense. So she could be in her early 20s, just kind of got a reputation, but just starting out kind of in her prime. You know? And to be that young and to be able to hold her own that strong with Cad Bane. I was really happy to see that he had the metal plate on his head. Like that was a nice touch. If you kind of know about the deleted stuff from mm-hmm. the Clone Wars, that his fight with Boba Fett happened. We just never got to see it see it so maybe that slowed him down a little bit i've taken down so many clones over the years once you figure out one the rest are easy you're in for a surprise i doubt that he's a bounty hunter ain't you smart the kid's got it all figured out 
You're in trouble now. Who hired you? Son, that's confidential information. Now hand her over. She's with us. She's not going anywhere. That's unfortunate. For you. Yeah, there's a rumor that we might see that in the the FET series, and I'm just like, oh. I want to see a live-action Cad Bane more than anything. Yes. Um, let's see. Where do we want to go from here? We we talked about the batch themselves, the, the main guys. Do we want to talk about Omega a bit? I, I'd like to talk about where the hell she got that accent from, because none of the clones have that accent, and the Kiminoans don't have that accent. They mildly do. Exactly. She's a she's an Australian criminal, so you can't trust her. Uh, she's a Kiwi. Thank you very much. I will say this, however, you're not born with an accent. <laughs> right. <laughs> she learned it from somewhere. She learned it from watching you. The idea is that she's, the idea is she's got the same accent as Django and as Boba. Boba does have a New Zealand accent. Not that strong, not though. Not that strong, no. But no, it's like it's that's like years down the road. Thank God I watched Flight of the Concords as much as I did because I really understand when Kiwis are talking. You don't think Tamar Morrison on on Mandalorian didn't have a fairly robust New England accent or New, New Zealand accent? I mean, that's his regular speaking voice. Oh, you see, now I want Boba with a New England accent. <laughs> <laughs> he did, but uh, his voice is so much deeper. That is fair. That it has yeah. a different quality to it. That it just it comes across different when it's like a higher pitched kid. She was alone in that lab for a long time. She had nothing to do but like, yeah. <laughs> she, she was vids. watching Flight of the Concords and picked up the accent. It's more appealing <laughs> than having her speak like a Kaminoan. She or Kaminoan, 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 Kaminoan. It's more charming than hearing her talk like that. Well, I yeah. would think that she would realistically talk like most of the clones with just a little subtle accent. But she, if she spent all her time in the lab hanging out with the I can't remember any of the those Kaminoans names, but Lamasu was it Lamasu? I, I guess Nalase. Nalase is the one she she was close to because Lamasu was yeah. the one from the movies. Yeah. That that's the only yeah. name I remember from any of anything that happened on Camino. But uh, I don't I don't know. It just it's just a shorthand. I think it's just a shorthand to to make that link clearer because. I agree with you on the show. They don't necessarily have those accents, but in the movies, the clones do have a New Zealand accent. Very good, sir. Oh, by the way, I think you'll be needing this. Thank you, Cody. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he voices them all. Whether you like it or not, Boba Fett does too. What if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. Yeah, I want to know, does he get five paychecks or one? Oh, for, for voicing all the for characters. For voicing every character, he should get yes. five paychecks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he probably gets paid well. <laughs> He does a great job, though. And and I, and I do like that he does manage to make each one distinct. And because it's Mostly. all coming from the same man's voice, you can believe that they're all related. Yeah. Enough differentiation, but enough similarity. I don't know why she has the accent other than to let us know she's a clone. but it, it, or, And so we can call her Omega. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal that we had to go off on it for four minutes but you know it was just something that bugged no, me I, it's, it's an important thing it's an important part of the show because it was a it was a very early clue as to her origin yeah now did anybody else think that she was gonna be they were trying to clone jedi that's what i thought was gonna happen yeah that's what i thought too yeah i thought like they were trying to like clone force sensitives 
there's a couple moments early on in the season and Ryan picked up on these two. I remember on the show, we talked about it where she seemed to like have a little bit of almost yeah. not supernatural, but a, a overabundance of empathy at moments, you know, where she could, she could tell how right. someone was feeling, you know, as she mm-hmm. says early on to cross mm-hmm. her. She's like, you are angry. How perceptive. I know what you're going to do. Please don't. What do you know? I know it's not your fault. You can't help it. You know, when, when he's not saying anything. Like, there's a couple of moments where I'm like, is that supposed to be me thinking she can mm-hmm. read their minds? Or is she just a nice person and empathetic, empathetic, you know? But then she's also so good at hollow chess. So that made me think something else was coming too. Like she had some kind of supernatural ability to to be able to play hollow chess so well. When they're escaping in the first episode, uh, she picks up uh, a gun and like shoots real well. And I, I think she just has a natural aptitude uh, through being a, a Django clone for like anything related to battle or strategy. Yeah. I always let down that she was a Django clone. Like, it's true. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I always, I always knew she was a Django. Clone. I, I kind of was too. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and when we get an uh, <laughs> Omega Fett cameo, Bubba meets his sister in the book of Boba Fett. Maybe tomorrow, tomorrow Morrison in a wig. That'd be amazing. <laughs> oh shit it'll be like jack and jill yeah I, that never bothered me i knew she was a, a Django clone for moment one because of the accent so i, I like the fact that she's older than them as we find out i think that's kind of funny. that is kind of funny um and because she's like she's like 10 12 ish yeah and this is another instance where science tries to creep into star wars of the yeah after you clone enough copies your xerox starts looking bad well they also they but they are genetically programmed to age faster right so they, they are designed to they do age at like twice the normal rate um so i, I it, uh, except for omega except for boba because they're not altered what what she's capable of i think there's i think there's still more coming well and that's maybe why they made the accent so strong is because they wanted to make it clear from moment one like she's she's one of these guys yeah yeah here here's the accent turned up to 11 my name's omega she she feels enhanced some way and maybe that'll come. She absolutely is. We just haven't learned how yet. Again, like I said, we, we know she's highly tactically aware. I mean, Ryan, your guess early on was that she had midichlorians. I don't think we've seen anything. Yeah, her uh, encounters. They're going to talk about that for a long time. Yes. <laughs> gonna, they're going to try and get her blood. Oh, do we get to see young Imperial med student Dr. Pershing? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, did, didn't the... Uh, clone officer at the, the last episode when the Kaminoan scientist, she had the same insignia as Pershing. She was wearing the exact same outfit. Yeah. Which so, we had known from the Mandalorian that's, that's, Dr. Pershing was Kaminoan because he had the patch on the whole time. Yeah. I want to see young Werner Herzog interact somehow. <laughs> I really want that now. Sitting in a lab somewhere talking about fate and morality in the force. <laughs> I like the character a lot because uh, she is in that grand Ahsoka Ezra tradition. Mm-hmm. Way more likable off the bat. Very empathetic. Um, I, I don't find her cloying in any way. I don't know. I, I, I pull for her. I don't want her to be in danger. But I also like how even if she's physically not, yeah. she's she's a badass. <laughs> like She's fearless. She's brave. She's loyal. Yeah, it's weird to hear her talk, but we've never heard a female Django clone, first of all. So that's, it's going to be somewhat different. And also, like, 
the clones are bred to be loyal and they're bred to be brave. And she's all those things too. Mm-hmm. And, and she just is happy. It happens to be the body of a little girl. So she can't do what the Bad Batch can apparently do and take out entire or- droid armies, just the five of them. Right. <laughs> but, but you know, again, that's just because it's because it's the A-team. Yeah. But, da, 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 da. but exactly. But she like she still has the heart of these guys. She has she has yeah. Rex's heart. Mm-hmm. And and that's what I like about her is that she's she is one of our hero clones, just in a you know, itty, bitty little body. Well, I, I think that Filoni didn't have time to set up her character the way he set up Ezra the way he set up Ahsoka is that they get on your last damn nerve when you first meet them and then you eventually grow to love them because you watch the character grow I think in this show he needed you to care about Omega a little bit sooner yeah so he needed her to be a little more likable off the bat he doesn't intentionally want you to not like Ahsoka and Ezra we just didn't Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can only go up from Clone Wars movie Ahsoka. The youngling isn't with me. Stop calling me that. You're stuck with me, Sky Guy. <laughs> what did you just call me? <laughs> don't get snippy with me, little one. You know, I don't even think you're old enough to be a Padawan. Well, maybe I'm not, but Master Yoda thinks I am. Clone Wars movie Ahsoka is intolerable, and that's not on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> they they want you to love. I her. watched a Star Wars Explained, and they said it was all on purpose. So that's well, on them. Of course, they say that now. Like Lucas had a plan from the beginning. <laughs> Yes, she's supposed to be the bratty little sister, and maybe that's true. But like, I don't, I don't know. I just, to me, I just think they've gotten. He's gotten better at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely get it. Her relationships with Crosshair and Hunter were both good. At the same time, being mm. different, which I liked. They let them kind of explore that a little bit. The only one she doesn't have a real relationship with is Tech, because they don't really hang out. They don't interact that yeah. much. There's not really that that much for them to hang out about. Mm-hmm. I know, but I, I'm just thinking she has different relationships. She has relationships with all the different characters. Wrecker is her older brother. Easy. Yeah. The, you know, or slightly slower cousin. One of the two. <laughs> you know, Hunter's dad. Hunter's definitely dad. Yeah. Um, Crosshair is definitely that uncle that you don't want to talk politics with at Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, well, and, uh, and Echo's dad's buddy who comes over and gets drunk on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> he's there. You forget he's supposed to be there. <laughs> Yeah, Tech is the weird goth cousin that just comes over, eats dinner, and then goes off outside. Where do you go? I don't know. He's smoking cloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just don't know just don't know about him. Just a quick side note. If anyone from Hasbro is listening, that tech figure is ridiculous and you should be ashamed. I'm so <laughs> mad about it. Is it bad? It's not that it's bad. They screwed up the goggles. And so like if you take his helmet off, he doesn't have glasses, and they're, like, yellow on the helmet. What? Oh, yeah, it sucks. What? Like he's a Muppet? Yeah, kind of. It's terrible. So far, I've managed to stay strong and not pick any of them up in the Black Series, because I know if I buy one, that's it. I'm I'm all in. Oh, they're nice. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I got- like, I made that mistake when they, uh, they put up the latest wave of uh, Rogue One figures for mm-hmm. pre-order. Like, I was like, I'm just going to get, like, one or two of them. Like, I'm going to get uh, Jen and uh, Cassian and uh, the robot mm-hmm. or, the, or the droid. And uh, I was just like, ah, but then I need, you know. Bodhi and Wit Bays and Chirrut. And yeah. That's why I didn't buy any of those. I did buy, I bought a Crosshair and I bought an Elite Trooper, but I do want a Hunter. He's nice. I did get an Elite Trooper because I collect troopers. And so I had to get him. But, but yeah, yeah, the Elite Trooper's cool. 
Um, let's see. So let's let's just skip right over uh, Moochie because <laughs> I don't want to talk about Moochie. <laughs> well, but that's another – to be the only thing I wanted to mention about Moochie, I don't care about the episode that much, but is that that was to me another indication of her – she's really good with animals, which is also something that are – that's a very Jedi trait. Yeah. And also a very Force-sensitive trait is her being able to interact with animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's get to her old Rex and the Martez sisters. Yes. I was somewhat surprised they removed their inhibitor chips so quick. I thought we were going to see that for a while. I was actually kind of relieved that they got the inhibitor chip out of the way because I didn't want that hanging over them the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought we were going to kind of see it over more. Like Wrecker was going to get it and then we were going to start to see Hunter and the other ones slip a little bit. and Then it turns into like a John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Yeah. That would be amazing. Like Omega's like hunted in the halls by all of them. I I will give all of my money for a John Carpenter Star Wars movie. Mm -hmm. He was probably offered like an 83 or something. Hell, he he wanted what uh, David Lynch to direct Return of the Jedi. Oh, man. (laughs) That that was his first choice for Return of the Jedi. That would have gone to a dark, dark place. Uh, Did you see Dune, though? Might have gone to a really, really bad place, too. He took his name off that shit, though. I liked the episode with Rex and the Martez sisters. Yeah. One, it was cool to see Rex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed all of the cameos. I enjoyed seeing Rex. Yes. Love Rex. The chips, I, I think I agree with Gary. Like, having it hang over their heads the whole time. I think you got... I, I also believe that the must-not-kill-friends would get really annoying, like, yeah. the sixth time you did it. Yeah. You know, I, I think you only needed to do that, the, like, once or twice, and then move on from it because I think that shtick would have gotten real old. And it probably made Crosshair's story a little better because it was always yeah. that like, does he have it or not? When you got the reveal that he had his chip taken out, that was that was cool. Yeah. Uh, when we get there, I have questions as to why. Yeah, I've got a lot of questions about the last couple episodes, but but we'll get there. Uh, in any timeline we're in, in any series we're in, I like to know where Rex is and that he's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. And that he's not crying. Yes. I just want to know he's all right. That was not fair. I'm still mad at them making Rex cry. Oh, I am still surprised that we didn't see old Cal. I'm kind of glad. I think we talked about I'm kind of glad we didn't see him, but I'm surprised they didn't even show him. A little cameo by Cal, I think would have been nice. Well, they got to save something for season two. They were already on that planet. It's the planet Cal was on. At that moment when they are there, Cal Kestis is hiding on that planet. And that may be his ship, right? Because they were on a cruiser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it would have been... Just like in the background in an ugly poncho. Yeah. Yeah, some ginger kid scurry by. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to be involved. I wanted it to be just like a flyby. Um, That's what I wanted. Hey, that's my my ship! That's a cameo I wanted that I didn't get. The rest of them, totally fine. The Martez sisters, were we surprised that they were working for Rex? I guess the connection, obviously, is Ahsoka, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is she busy becoming Fulcrum right now, I guess? Uh, I don't know if she is this early. She might be hanging out with that other group of sisters, set of sisters right now. She's in the, she's currently in, in her YA book, <laughs> I believe, yeah. at this time. Yeah, she's um, meeting more sisters. She's branching out. But I, I liked seeing the, uh, Marta and what's... Oh, God. Oh, Trace, Trace, yeah. I, I liked seeing them. I thought it was cool. I don't know. I liked in the, the end of the episode where Marta says, like... Um, Take it from me. In the end, we all choose sides. Mm-hmm. 
because on Clone Wars, they were kind of like, they were not involved. They didn't want to be involved. Mm-hmm. They didn't give a shit about the Jedi. They didn't care about the Republic or the Separatists. They were just trying to live their lives. And now we see after the war and now with the Empire's ascendancy, they've chosen a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, speaking of so, I was somewhat surprised we didn't see a single Jedi, except for the beginning. Right. I was going to say, I'm sorry, would you be met deeper? Yeah, except at the beginning. <laughs> I kept waiting for them to run into one. or And I'm kind of glad they didn't, but... You know, they're they're out there. Yeah, just a few, and they're hiding. I'd almost like to see, and I don't know where they would do this, but see one of them that becomes, like, one of the Night Brothers or Night Sisters before they get turned. That would be a nice, like, way to see That'd it. That'd be tough to watch. Yeah, it'd be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to start working on my fan film tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just some Jedi that's all down and out and gets approached and, oh... So that story ends with, I think, the best moment of the whole show, which was the Cad Bane reveal. It was so good. Yes. <laughs> God, it was so good. I love Cad Bane so, so much. I managed to avoid all spoilers, so I came into it fresh, and I was so excited. Because these, I, I'm not as excited about as the Clone Wars, so I do kind of save up a few before I watch a couple in a row and catch up and... It's tough to avoid spoilers sometimes on social media. So I was very, very happy when I saw Cad Bane. And they played it. I like, I, you know, he's Cad Bane. He was great. Toto was annoying. and mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything was as it should have been. And it wasn't he wasn't he competing with Fennec too? Right? Yeah. 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 And like you said, I, I don't know about Fennec being able to go toe to toe with Cad Bane. But well, if you want to establish somebody as a badass, you got to put them up against somebody that's a badass. That's true. I was glad to see old Tan Wig at shot i don't really like her i don't like any of the caminos <laughs> i think they're annoying i i liked it because it was a it was a consequence it's a character of some in the bigger picture of some import mm-hmm. you know it was it was interesting uh, so let's go before we keep going i don't know if i'm 100 percent clear why doesn't the empire want clones like why not keep using them they kind of suggest it with this is comes up in the the later episodes when the inhibitor chip basically only seemed to be one function kill the jedi because we're starting to see the clone troopers going hey wait a minute we're going after civilians now right like the the guy on uh the twilight home world yeah on ryloth yeah yeah. i I think you're right the inhibitor chips don't make them into robots that's not what that does right like it doesn't it doesn't turn them into soulless killing machines necessarily. But like Lamu Su and them don't really seem to care what you do with them. So why not just make new ones that are even more bloodthirsty and because they take ten years to build. Because Tarkin's because Tarkin's a racist. <laughs> partially, partially. And, and they're already taking over all these planets. Indoctrinating is cheaper than building. That's true too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole galaxy full of hungry young teenagers that just, here, hold this gun. As we move on, we've gotten to the point in the season, which I like to refer to as, Senators Don't Read the Room. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In which we have government on Raxus and on Ryloth eventually thinking, "Eh, you know, we're we're not going to go along with the Empire very much. And shockingly, it does not go well for them. You know, we kind of talked earlier, we kind of skipped over the Empire really quickly institutes papers, please. Um, Yes. 
it seemed kind of quick. This part made more sense to me when some of the senators were like, yeah, I'm not really going along with the curfew or going along with you taking my military. And the empire puts that down real quick. The empire is like, do you know who you are talking to? What are you thinking? Yeah. And this is actually a lot of the stuff I was really hoping to see, because this is the part of the timeline that really fascinates me. Is like, I want to see how the empire, you know, as much as, uh, Chad, like I say, it's just a changing of the drapes. There's some severe drapes. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to, and I was really wanting to see kind of more of this. How does the Empire basically, because there are a lot of, the Republic is still twitching. The corpse isn't completely dead yet. So how do they bury it? Well, yeah, I mean, and what I mean by that usually is this, that the the, um, the mechanic mechanisms are still there. The wheels are still, the bureaucracy is still there. The right. infrastructure is still there. They're coming out of a war. They've got a most uh, probably an insane infrastructure going on right now. Mm-hmm. Right, and then they you saw like the the empire. They got to like slip in under the guise of hey, we've got good news. All that war stuff, it's over, and like turn in your old money for this new shiny money. Right, and uh, oh, oh by the way, register for these papers. Which that makes sense too. Yeah, like you had to beef up security a little bit. It's exactly what uh, Augustus Caesar did, right? He, it, they were, they were coming off of 20, 30 years of civil war in Rome, and he said, "Hey, I ended the war. Don't worry, we, we you don't. I got everything now. We're cool." Yeah. You know? And then he, he reigns for thirty years. You know, we've got the part where I want to talk about vaccine cards. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we also Are get you a selling bit- them. <laughs> hey, there's money there here. Um, yeah, unfortunately. But this is also, I think, the last time we s- sort of get to see the. Oh, the clone troopers have been turned into basically mindless robots because we have the batch basically fighting, um, you know, fistfuls of clone troopers. And I did like the fact that we were very obviously the bad batch aren't killing their fellow clones. They're using stun. Which, by the way, and I think we had talked about this too, stun in this show is surprisingly more effective and precise than we have ever seen before. Like, you can (laughs) shoot people in the leg now. You can knock them out. You can knock them out for a minute. You can knock them out for an hour. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things, man. (laughs) Lucas came up with it for, like, one scene in a movie (laughs) however many years ago, 46 years ago, and uh, we still be taking it and run with it. Set first on. I guess he. I guess he stole that from Star Trek, though, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. And this for me was the only time in the series where it strained my believability that they were going to get away because when they were just trying to get us away in that tank, I was like, "They're dead. There's no way they're getting out of this." Mm-hmm. I like the order of these episodes too. Like you saw it on Raxus, somebody kind of step up against curfew, and then it immediately went to Ryloth. Who? Poor Ryloth. <laughs> Ryloth is. They do get beat reading. down a yeah. lot. I've told you, Ryloth. Ryloth is Korea mm-hmm. mm. with, with French accents. With French, French accents, China. but yeah, they're the <laughs> stupid, sexy Twilights. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> yeah. speaking of accents, Hera has a little bit of a stronger accent in her yep. her youth. But that was awesome to see. I was so sense. glad to see her and Chopper. Omega, it's Hera. You have to come back to Ryloth. Didn't she the kid from the weapons drop? Uh-uh. Hera? The Empire's taken my parents, and they are after me now too. I'm sending coordinates. Please hurry. I need your help. Like, she she was my favorite cameo. Oh, yeah. It was actually a great time because I was noticing during listening to one of the new Higher Public books that Loden Greatstorm had a jaunty French accent in the audiobook and I couldn't figure it out. And then I saw the show and I was like, oh. He's a toy look. So in this 
universe that we're in now, in this new canon, Twi'leks are, are French. Okay, cool. Going with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Nemoidians are Japanese. Wait, I'm not supposed to say no. that. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's true. I mean, they did establish that on Clone Wars with Cham. Mm-hmm. Did they have this French accent? And yeah, it was a little striking. It is the same actress playing here. Mm-hmm. Because my father is Cham Sindula. The freedom fighter. Yes, this was his old command outpost. It's where I've been hiding. The Empire's begun targeting anyone loyal to him. What do you want us to do? Free my parents from the capital. That's where they're being held. They can pay you if you get them out. Please, I don't have anyone else to ask. Which I was somewhat surprised on, because it sounded similar, but a little different. You know, when you're a kid, your voice is different, but I think she's gonna... She's going to be out roaming the stars like Han Solo, mm-hmm. you know, and her accent's going to just fade away or she's going to hide it. You know, she can't hide the fact that she's a Twi'lek. She can hide the fact that she's from Ryloth. Right. And that she's Cham's daughter. There's the planet you're from and then there's the race you are. And those aren't always the same things. Mm-hmm. I can't believe we didn't mention the fact that uh, Sid is voiced by Rhea Perlman. I assume you boys know what a tactical droid is. They were the oper- The operational brains of the Separatist military. Ba, 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 ba. This is my briefing, goggles. Hey! Tactical droid intel has tremendous value, which is why you're gonna break into this decommissioning facility on Corellia and retrieve one before they're all destroyed. Oh, that was- Yeah, really? that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> so now we've got her and John Ratzenberger in the Star Wars universe. I was say, we just need Ted Danson now. We need, we need some Ted Danson and Shelley Long. Where, where's we'll, we'll see if we get space Frazier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's been in he Star can... Trek. I'm always happy to see Ryloth because I think they've done, especially on Clone Wars, they've done and on Rebels, they've done such a great job building like that Mandalore of the two societies that they did the best job building yeah. between the two shows. And I love they killed Orn Frita. Like that was such a good yes. like setup to set up Cham. He's and had all it them. coming for so long. He really has, and he got <laughs> yes. shot. And I was like, yay. <laughs> scumbag there was much rejoicing yeah the ryloth ones were good i liked uh what's her name omega's little you know befriending of hera that was a yeah good pair. so so if now the bad batch can just show up uh during the purge of mandalore then we can have the, <laughs> the closure that we need <laughs> it's gonna be like clone wars where we see the other side what they're doing it's all leading to the Purge of Mandalore. I, I need to see it. <laughs> all roads lead yeah. to Mandalore. I feel like that'll be season three of the Mandalorian. Uh, prob- probably. Some, some, some flash, some, some mm-hmm. Bo-Katan flashbacks. I know. I just don't want to wait that long. They can draw a lot faster than they can shoot things right now. Yeah, but they're filming. I think they're in the process. Carl Weathers said they start filming soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... You got Book of Boba Fett, like, in December-ish, and I feel like they'll probably get Mando Season 3, February to March-ish. I think both shows are using the volume, so they had to wait for Book of Boba Fett to finish Uh, so they could get back in there for the next one. Oh, for for the set thing? Well, and they've been using the volume for Obi-Wan, too, haven't they? They used it for some of it. They didn't. Oh. They didn't film it completely on. I think Book of Boba is like complete volume almost, and that's why you haven't seen any of it. Whereas Kenobi, oh, and, that's right. They did have some mm-hmm. actual live sets. Yeah, like Andor, you see set, set photos photos. all the time because they're not on it. They're on Dantooine. Yes, they are. Yeah, Dantooine. Um, let's see. 
Where do we go after Ryloth? Oh, we deal drugs for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Um, we do. I love this was this this was the Temple of Doom episode. I like this. I one. love the pikes. I love the design of them. They're so <laughs> weird, like, and they just want their. I spice. enjoyed when they showed up. I was like, oh, spice are the pikes here? And mm-hmm. yes, they were. <laughs> There you go. They've kind of become the de facto kind of gangsters now. Other creators seem to have latched onto them and are really kind of hyping them up as the primary. Visually, they're cooler than the huts. And we've gotten a lot more of the huts over many, many years. I feel like, you know, we, we can let somebody else have a piece of the action. I think the huts are scared of the pikes. Seems like everybody's scared of the pikes. I think they're like more bloodthirsty than the huts. Yeah, they're all popped up on spice. They don't get you. <laughs> they are. They're all war boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna ride into Valhalla, shiny and chrome. Absolutely. I thought that was a fun episode. Actually, I thought it was a it was a standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it was fun, and I also liked the uh, what was the the guy that takes over her gang? Yeah, the devil guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Devorian. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and I did like that um, they didn't kill him. So, you know, he, he's going to pop back up. I mean, what do we think of Sid, by the way? Is she too much? <sighs> Is she too Rhea Perlman? My sources tell me that a buyer's meeting Roland tonight to acquire a shipment of spice he's storing in my back office. You won't disrupt his supply chain by stealing the shipment and thereby sabotaging the deal. Very good, Goggles. I mean, she's identifiably Rhea Perlman, but I didn't feel like she was overdone for the character she was playing. Mm-hmm. No, she's a Trandoshan. Yeah. 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 We've never seen a Trandoshan who looks like that ever. Well, have we ever seen a female Trandoshan before? Not in canon. And I think she's a fun character. You know, she's the the Han Solo level of, yeah, I'm a crook, but not really, but I am, but not. I'm going to let this kid sell right. drugs and uh, cheat at hollow chess, <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm not going to let anybody hurt her. Was she, was she cheating or was she just really I think good? she was just really good, but Sid was yeah. cheating by using her to win. It's called having a ringer. Thank the, you very much. The kid had a better rate than the Bad Batch did. She's smarter than them, so I guess. It yeah. Did sense. anyone else think for a half second that that was uh, one of Thrawn's race at that final fight where, where she was acting as a ringer? It's like that guy's blue. Oh, his eyes. Yeah, chess. It looked like a chess, but surely it wasn't. Yeah, the eyes weren't yeah. red. So, mm-hmm. but that's. But it took me a second to go. Wait, no. Me too. Yeah, that's. No, I, I was so like, <gasps> oh, never mind. I wouldn't say Sid has a heart of gold, but maybe bronze. No. Yeah. yeah. She's plated, yeah. maybe. She definitely yeah. fits into yeah. that, like, person the Jedi kind of work with from time to time. We've seen a lot of those over the years of the kind of underground person the Jedi use. Morally morally questionable who can do things the Jedi can't or won't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then I guess our last episode before the finale, we get old Gregor back. Poor Gregor. Poor Gregor. <laughs> I was happy to see him, but then I felt so bad. Then you remember what happens to him eventually? Yeah. yeah. But, and then that was a good one. Like, again, it showed, like, the clones aren't following along with it. There's some that are like, yeah, I'm not okay with this. And it's also always nice to see some more Macquarie yes. art make its way into. But it was it was nice to, to give Gregor a, an origin story, though. God, I can't imagine the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. or whatever Bible they're using to keep track of all this stuff. Cause I was like, Gregor, Gregor. Oh, from, cause Gregor was never on the clone wars. Was he? I don't think so. No, he was just in rebels. Yeah. So they had to go back and create his clone war version. <laughs> um, and it's just this, again, it's all one show. It's not, it's not three different shows. It's all one show. Yeah. Dave Filoni has a show and you have to watch all of it. And I'm fine with that. Honestly. 
because it's a good show. He can keep making this show for as long as he's got. The Mandalorian's great, and and maybe we'll start counting the live-action shows in with that. I feel like you'll definitely be able to count Ahsoka. Yeah, oh yeah, it's is, true. It's part of it, because he's, he's basically show-running that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, of, of all that stuff, she's the... She's the the main character, right? She's the it's it's all one character arc for her. The end of that episode got dark, though. Like, I mean, killing what's her name, Nala Say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I was like, "Ooh, this is a good show," <laughs> and like, there was no mistake. <laughs> like, they shut that door and straight murder her. We didn't hear it, but I heard it. You know, which I was surprised we didn't like hear yeah. it here. I thought when that door shut, I was like, "Oh." Here we go. They were going to hear the blaster and they didn't go through with it. So then bye-bye Camino. <laughs> they they had to like wrap up that as a plot point. Like, you know, hey, whatever happened to Camino? Oh, well, there's what happened You know, to I never wondered what happened to Camino until this series. And then I was like, oh, that, that happened to Camino. That, that sucks. It's at the bottom of the ocean. Let's be fair. Topoca City is at the bottom of the ocean. It's not, it's not all of Camino. They didn't all deserve to get blowed up. Although nobody was left there but some tanks of clones and who knows how developed they were. But I I will say I did not find this series visually stunning until Camino burning and falling into the ocean. And that was beautiful. There were a couple like, I won't say like wow moments, but like, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool moments. But yeah, like by and large, it wasn't visually impressive until the last couple. Yeah, they episodes. spent some money on those last episodes. Yeah, I was gonna say even even animated yeah. shows have to shift their budget around, just like a, a just like a, a Game of Thrones would or something. Like they still they they knew where they had to load up their money. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I will say though, it has been really wild. You go back and watch some of the early cl- ser- early episodes of Clone Wars. And you go why they went with the stylization that they did to kind of help hide the computer animation. And then in watching this series and especially these episodes and this animation is just so far and above, but they still keep that aesthetic. There are times that kind of made my brain go, wait. <laughs> the best they ever looked was Clone Wars Season 7. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, they took all the money they saved up from not doing anything for a long time. And they're like, all right, we got Disney money now. Go. Yeah. So, yes, I agree. Like when this show came back on, I did think for a second, I was like, oh, they cut the budget a little bit, which is okay. Doesn't bother me. It still looks great. They know how to bring out the uh, money when it comes time to give you the spectacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm disappointed you did forgot that they left AZ there too. Oh, yes, yeah. That's right. Poor AZ. No, they, they took him. Oh, they saved AZ. They saved him. No, no that the Imperials left him. Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay. He was a remnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about Crosshair. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk a little bit about about Camino because Camino is a huge important thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the sequence where they went to find the secret landing pad that was basically like as far down as you could get without drowning. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. I enjoyed the bubble subway. Mm-hmm. The tube it was literally the tube taking them around uh, as, as their secret back door. And I thought it was a great setup for the action sequence later trying to get out. I, I enjoyed this kind of like Omega grew up there. She knows this place really well. The Kaminoans, I like the idea that they have secrets. I like too that she was there when they were born. It was like another yeah. link to them. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why in the very first episode she was seeking them out. Mm-hmm. She's been waiting for them to come back to, to, to Kamino from the war to see them again. Cause she feels like a, it's kind of funny. I love that reveal that she's older than them. Cause it, it changes their dynamics. She's love their, she's their big sister now. Mm-hmm. Like she's been the little sister. 
then maybe she's the one looking out for them. I'd like to see, depending on how long this show goes or if they skip, do time jumps or whatever. But I'd like to see them age and her not age as quick and kind of how that affects that relationship. Like having to watch, she knows like, yeah, they're going to die and they're going to die way before me. We call that a Buffy angel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the show will go on for that long. I do like the idea of Omega, like becoming a character in the future. Like we could see her show up in later stuff. Um, now that they've established this character. Then again, we don't know her. We obviously don't know the outcome and we don't know. But listen, they're not going to kill a kid. Well, right. and, and we know that the Bad Batch is Maybe. not alive or not around during Rebels. So as far as we know, they're establishing everybody else. I mean, they they could be, you know, just on the other side of the galaxy doing stuff. Old, 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 old men. They're they're going to be on retirement planet. Mm-hmm. How about Rex and Gregor? How about Rex and Gregor though? They're in the war. They're in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're yeah. old as hell when they do it. Yeah, and they're Generation One, so they can still be fighting. Wrecker's yeah. not making it to an old age. No, neither is Echo. Echo's damaged goods. Echo's a little fragile. Yeah, he, he ain't making yeah. it. Go ahead and complain about Crosshair. I I'm not going <laughs> to complain about Crosshair. <laughs> Okay. Uh, for me, if they had done the reveal that Crosshair did ha- still have his chip in and they had redeemed him, or they had somehow, you know, made him switch back to them, I think it would have ruined the whole show for me. Like, I was waiting for it and I was like, please don't do this. Like, yeah. I like that they kept him, you know, the Empire. This is what we are supposed to be. This is what we were made for and this is how we're going to excel. And him just not understanding why they're making the choices they are. Yeah, and the sequence that he says, I'm going to give you the choice you didn't give me. You betrayed everything we stood for. And for what? The Republic. We're loyal to each other, not some empire. You weren't loyal to me. I was one of you. You may have forgotten, but I haven't. Why I'm going to give you what you never gave me. A chance. You know, you mm-hmm. chose to abandon me. And what I liked was his, but it wasn't, you know, it was, uh, I'll give you a choice, come back. Yeah. You know, like this is the right place to be. Willem Dafoe was asked in an interview one time whether he liked playing villains or heroes better. And he says, there's no difference. Everybody thinks they're righteous. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Crosshair in this is his dilemma is not Empire versus Rebellion. He's made that decision. Mm-hmm. His conflict is about he cares about these people, right? That he really does, despite his demeanor and despite his, you know, Clint Eastwood on sedatives kind of <laughs> personality. <laughs> He cares about these people. He wants what's best for them. But what he thinks is best for them is them to be part of the empire mm-hmm. yeah, for them to do what he's doing. And it's a, it's kind of a heartbreaking dilemma when at first you're like, Oh, is he turning? Is he going to be a turncoat? And, and he kind of does, but it's like, no, I, I do care about you very, very much. And I do want to help you. Come on, man, let's join the bad guys. Yeah. And it just, it feel, it, I thought it was really well done. Okay, so what bothered me was that it was not what I was expecting, and that was great, but it was it was unexpected macho bullshit where I'm I care about you, but I can't I can't possibly say 
that I care about you. Well, he calls him his brother. You're my bro, bro. They don't say bro. <laughs> I mean, in... Wrecker would say bro. Wrecker would say bro. In the Star a Wars bro. kind of clone way, they say bro. It just was not where I was hoping it would go. Not that I wanted them to see him, you know, not that I wanted it to go with, you know, you know what? You're right. I will change and come with you. I didn't want to see that, mm-hmm. but I also didn't want to see, well, I'm just going to stay here and kick shit around. Cause I'm mad at you. Screw you guys. He's not mad at them. He's not mad at them. He believes in the empire. He can't understand why they can't see the empire the way he does. He's, he's not mad. He's just disappointed. Yes. Thank you, Arian. Because he isn't, he isn't mad. You're right. He's not mad. He's, he feels betrayed. Yeah. Because he kind of was. Well, and he kind of was, but they did offer him the chance. They tried to take him with them. They tried to say, wait, no, come with us. But for him, there's no, you know, we talked about the, the struggle between the Republic and the Empire. Like Chad said earlier, there is no struggle for him there. Like, that's not even a thought, I don't think. And that's what he struggles with is like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, as much as, you know, we associate the chip with the good soldiers follow orders, he honestly believes that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he he's totally bought into that. Like his he doesn't he just literally doesn't understand how they can abandon what he thinks of as their duty. Which makes for a much more compelling villain than he's just, oh, the chip's controlling him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I would like to know more about when and and how he took the chip out. Same. Because for him to just drop that bomb, be like, oh, I took my chip out at some point in time that I'm not going to tell you about right now. Like, But no, that's well, kind of important to me. I'm 100%. It happened on, uh, what's it called? Uh, Bracca. When they were doing the like experiments on him? No, when he they shoot the uh, missile at him. He's up trying to shoot him when they're trying to escape the ship. Wait, oh, and they turn on the rocket blast at him, and that's why the side of his head is screwed up? Because you see his hit, head hit the uh, side of the ship he's on when he gets hurt. Like, I think that's when it Yeah, happens. that might have, like, damaged uh, his chip, so it might have, he might have needed to, like, have it taken out. Mm-hmm. That's, he's got, like, a big scar there and stuff. The only thing I'd say about that is he said it happened. He said, I got it taken out a long time ago. And it made it sound like it was his choice. Well, like, I can see that it's, he made the choice. because We also don't know how he, you know, Star Wars and time. <laughs> it's true. We don't know how time works. We don't know how hyperspace works. In fact, I'll put myself in the penalty box for thinking about Star Wars and time. <laughs> I can see after they do this stuff to try to enhance the chip, him coming out of that going, what are they messing with in my head? Get this thing out. And then realizing he is a fascist after all. Yeah. <laughs> he, the, the real fascist was the fascism we found along the way. <laughs> what I liked about the, the revelation that he wasn't chipped anymore is that there's plenty of people willing to do the wrong thing. I don't. I mean, that would never happen in the real world, but in Star Wars... <laughs> There's plenty of people willing to join up and do the wrong thing. So, like, you don't have to have a chip to be a stormtrooper. Yeah. Fact, they don't, yeah. you know, and and he's just a guy who buys into it. I think that Hunter's point of view that they're going to eventually just throw you away is absolutely true. Well, yeah. And like, and they've just they've displayed that like repeatedly through the season, like on on Ryloth and on uh with the Kaminoans, so mm-hmm. yeah, and the other planet where the TKs were, right, 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 where they saw the TKs. Everybody is disposable to the Empire, and well, and to be fair, they're 
disposable to Crosshair. I mean, we've seen that. He's always not given a crap about anybody right. else except his brothers. So, yeah, the Empire tells him, hey, shoot those kids. He's like, all right, in the chest or the head? Didn't, and, like, didn't he even say at some point, you know, when, when Hunter was trying to, like, point that out to him? He's like, yeah, they were they were right to do that about something. Mm-hmm. He believes in it. Crosshair tries to kill tiny Caleb Dune. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he never... He's never been out of the program. His yeah. his struggle early on was not with should I do this or should I not do this. His struggle was with his brothers. Yeah. And and their behavior. Crosshair proves why they don't need clones because it's so easy to indoctrinate somebody. Yeah. So you don't need a whole medical facility spending bajillions of credits growing guys for ten years when you can indoctrinate people so much faster. I'm gonna let you in on a secret. This was not unrelated to the current political situation. What? <laughs> Hashtag commentary. <laughs> the stormtrooper stuff feels very pointed. Yeah. Wait, are, are you it. trying to tell me that this isn't just mindless sci-fi and that Tony, the entire prequel era is about fascism. <laughs> so, um, and, and, and the dangers of it. Despite what Ben Shapiro might have you believe. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I, I know Ben's a big listener, so I don't want to alienate him. Um, <laughs> It would be so great if Ben Shapiro listened to this show. It would be my favorite thing ever. I I enjoyed the finale. It wasn't like gangbusters, but I wasn't trying to be like, we just found out they're getting a season two. But guess what? They knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, they knew. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was very much a we're moving on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've got three and four coming down the pike. They just haven't announced it yet. There will always be some sort of animated Star Wars thing going on at this point. Like, it's been... It's been happening for like so long now at this point, like, mm-hmm. gosh, almost 15 ish years, I want to say. I, I think you're right. I think when when Bad Batch, quote unquote, goes off the air, it'll be replaced by another show that looks like it that has some that has probably has some characters in common. Or, you know, maybe they'll do an animated High Republic series. Fingers crossed. Yeah, something. Ooh, yeah, yeah. It's just like you know, there was the original series generation, and then there's the prequel generation. We've got the Clone Wars generation now. That this is their for this is their Star Wars. This is what they started with, and this is the continuation on of that. I'm not, but it's it's. I was. <laughs> I, I get that because I'm old as hell and uh, I kind of feel like I grew up with the Clone Wars, even though it was I was like 30 when it the came out. The Clone Wars <laughs> actually is the best era. Like the prequel era is the best era. The movies just suck. But the, everything else about it is like the best era. <laughs> it's really nuts. It's really mm-hmm. interesting. I like so much of what I love about Star Wars comes yeah. from the prequel era. The sad thing is, is like I feel like the prequels could have been so much better if Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman had had any kind of like chemistry. Hell, if they'd taken chemistry, or if Hayden Christensen had been a good actor. Well, let's, let's not get it like crazy. All right, all right. Sorry. I, for me, Clone Wars is always. Interesting, at least in our house, because my son is 15 now. No, 16. I'm sorry. Whoops. Um, he's 16 now. <laughs> don't worry. He's not and, listening. <laughs> the, uh, I don't know. He might. I'm not, I don't know. Your dad's a dork if you're listening. <laughs> oh, he. They're aware. That's they're aware. true. But the Clone Wars movie is the first movie he ever saw in a theater. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so for him, like Star Wars is the Clone Wars. Like, this is what he talks about. These are the characters he knows the most. And so I I like that it's kept going like this. Well, also, like, just look at time served. 
as much as I love Han, Luke, and Leia, and I do, and and to me they will always be the pinnacle. I've spent so much more time with Rex <laughs> and Ahsoka, and even even Anakin, and Anakin, and Kanan, and Obi Wan, and Zeb, and Obi Wan. I've spent so much time with them, way more than there. There's just so much more time that we spent with them. So much t- more time for the writers and the actors to develop those characters. Yeah, it's kind of tragic that we, you know, we could do this with the Clone Wars. We can go back and look at Anakin and Obi Wan, and see I don't think we could do a main trilogy you know, Star Wars animated series of Han, Luke, and Leia running around. Could we? I would like to give it a shot. I don't think so. Maybe. I don't know if I want to see that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think the difference is, and I think you're right, but I, I, I think you might be able to, but I think the difference is Clone Wars is like um, the savior of that era too. Mm-hmm. Like it is the primary, it is the primary source of entertainment that comes from the prequels. Yeah. Also, like, I mean, we can, but like, I'm reading all the comics and stuff, and they are basically filling in every gap they can in between the movies and everything, oh, with yeah. the mm-hmm. comics and all this stuff. With the Clone Wars, you have this stage of this four-year war that you can tell a bunch of different stories in, and mm-hmm. um, I, I just don't know if you have that room in the original trilogy. Yeah, because with the Bad Batch, we've got what 18 years we can tell stories of. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. like, at the same time, though, like, could Andor have been animated? Sure. We don't, um, I mean, we haven't seen it yet, so we don't know, but sure, you know, shows like, could the Mandalorian have been an animated show? Absolutely. It, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they couldn't have, have done it. Um, I don't think we're going to get anything like it. Yeah. And for me, it's like, again, and put me in the penalty box for again, talk, bringing up time in Star Wars is like, how long is it between New Hope and Jedi? Is it six years? It nine used years? to be five, four years. Yeah. Three and one, right? Three and one. But the way those comics are now, like, those were a very busy time, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure now. Traditionally, in in the Legends days, it was three years, Mm. which never quite made sense because Luke doesn't seem to have made a whole lot of progress in three years. Um, And that's the first Uh time Obi-Wan reaches out to him. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. Where Obi-Wan shows up Mm -hmm. and is like, hey, uh, I noticed you haven't learned much without a teacher. I gave you three years, but uh, here... Here, here's the number of this guy in the swamp. Now, Chad, to be fair, he could move some noodles. He, he did. We did learn about that. Absolutely. Yeah. He moved the hell out of some noodles. That'll make more sense when you listen to next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> the, the destruction of Topoka City was huge. It was strangely powerful to watch those Star Destroyers just rain death on that city and for them to run through it and for them to so definitively close the book on the prequel era. Like that is done. Yeah, it, it does. You're right. It, it, there are, it's a, it's a symbol of the clones themselves, right? It's, it's the, the it's the, the progenitor of the clone army, therefore the clone wars. And so by, by slamming that shut and basically saying that that's over now for good. Yeah, you're right. It does kind of close the door on the clone wars. Yeah. It's kind of how I picture what's going to happen on Mandalore, but I still need to see it. But it, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, we want to talk about the very end here of where they go to. Yeah. Let's wrap it up with Dave Filoni throws the legacy fans a bone. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> so I guess for most people, they were probably most excited, you know, to see the same um, uniform for Mandalorian, for the cloners. But the real exciting part is that sure is Mount Tanis. On the planet Wayland. Yeah, on Wayland, which for people that, you know, haven't read all those old, 
EU books is the home of Luke. Luke. Where Luke was created. It was also where Palpatine did a lot of clone work. Call him by his right name. Sheev. In the expanded universe and heir to the Empire, Wayland was a planet uh, and, and Mount Tantus was the place where Palpatine was like kept. It was like Palpatine's secret stash. Yeah. And in it, mm-hmm. he had these cloning chambers. And that's where Jorus Saboth comes from and mm-hmm. where Luke comes mm-hmm. from. So while obviously they're not doing the same story, they're at least keeping the fact that it's a cloning facility intact. And I thought that was amazing. It was a nice uh, throwback to the EU. It's some nice timing. You know, we know now, thanks to the comics, that Sheev has Luke's hand and he's using it. Maybe at the end of The Mandalorian, that's not Luke Skywalker. <laughs> I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> that's how we're going to get around all the new Jedi order <laughs> business with Grogu and all of it. Now Luke's got him. What if What if the entire sequels, it's Luke? That's what I was just going to say. And we find out that the real Luke has been held captive this entire time. He was hunting Jedi holocrons and got stuck yeah, somewhere. Yeah, he got stuck somewhere. He comes out. He's got a Rip Van Winkle beard. Got guys? Oh, shit. Nobody? <laughs> but he's dead. The only one left is Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> and who's this kid taking going around with my last name? What is this bullshit? <laughs> is this Han and Leia's kid? What did yeah, I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> that would be amazing. It's certainly better than the idea of Ahsoka doing time travel and rewriting stuff in her series, which is a theory I've heard. We've heard it right here. <laughs> World between worlds. Yeah, that logo is very specific. Yeah, yeah that opens it up to everything. Uh, but no, I thought this was neat, and it makes the connection to the Mandalorian and the cloners on the Mandalorian. So what are we getting out of that, then? What do we, what do we think this means? Grogu in season two. <laughs> no, I think it... I think like there will be like more clone like the the Kaminoan scientist whose name escapes me right now. I think you'll see her again in season two. Uh, I think you'll see the beginnings of the like rebellion proper, and I think you'll probably see. Mm-hmm. I think you'll probably see the Bad Batch like being more rebellious instead of like mercenary. We'll see Crosshair become Tarkin's right hand man. On some more young Bale. On some more Mon Mothma. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I need some more. You always development. want those things. I want more development with Mon Mothma. She just shows up in the damn movie and she's like, I'm in charge, bitches. You're, we're going to get her on Andor. All right. Yeah. Is that going to be enough? Well, I don't to know. put her as the leader? Can it, can it ever be enough for mm-hmm. you, Beth? It doesn't sound <laughs> it like can. it. It can. doesn't sound like it, it. No, there can be enough Mon Mothma. There might not be enough Bale. Yeah, there may not be enough Bale. There's never enough some Bale. Some Yeah, I would, I, would, I would like some more. Uh, I, I are, think, they, are they going to de-age Jimmy Smits? Well, I mean, if they do if they do it for Bad Batch, they don't gotta. That's true. So what are we thinking? We're thinking that, so they have this other cloning facility that they are bringing this... Kaminoan. Kaminoan? I think it's Kaminoan. Scientist over to basically like the Nazis after World War II to work in their clone facility. So this is the Empire's Project Paperclip. Yeah. The purpose of this clone facility is to create backup bodies for Palpatine? Probably. That's what I would assume. Yeah, this is where all those tanks of, um, what's his name, come from? Snoke. The dead yeah. Snokes. Yeah, all the Snokes. Well, what they've already shown, those are all on Exegol already. So, I mean, I guess this is probably like the start of... Yeah, they were in Exegol 50 years from now. 
Well, this is probably what they're they're starting with to see what they can do with the cloning process before they they start collecting people or children with you know high M <laughs> counts. Mm-hmm. Cowards to see what else they can <laughs> do with but, them. Nothing but cowards. Not saying the word. Just own it. Maybe we'll get some bad batch with oh. goatees. The worst batch. They're closing the door on a widespread yeah. use of clones. Mm. They're they're keeping it open a crack for their own sinister right, purposes. For their own special program. It's, it's becoming way more sheave-centric. Well, and do you think since they've been planting the seeds now that we're seeing clones who are like not down with the... the the sickness, you know, oppression <laughs> of people that we might see. Yeah, that we might see some sort of civil war amongst the clones. I don't know where the clones are anymore. It feels like they have put them all in the incinerator. Like, I don't know where they put them. <laughs> Maybe we'll probably get the answer to that over the course of however many seasons this runs. Because it seems like they like they addressed it. Like they said, like, take all the viable clones and reassign them. And then they took them off presumably like they might not even like have squads of just clones anymore. They might like mix them in with other recruits. That was kind of the expanded universe thing. They're pretty wiped out and old by the time we get to rebels. So they've got to get wiped out somehow. I mean, they've got to get, they've got to thin the herd. They don't all just retire though. They're, they're going to get, you know, thinned out somehow other than just, okay, well you're too old. I mean, this sounds awful. Is there like a mass extermination program coming? Possibly. I would so much rather see them die in even a pointless war than just see the Empire just well, I'm not saying we see that. Out. I don't think we do see that. But I'm just saying, like, if we want to know where they all go. And I think we're going to find out. I mean, in one way or another. Because, I mean, there's so many of them that <laughs> that's the thing, too, is there's so many of them. But I think so many of them are just they're just stormtroopers now. You know, and that will eventually phase out as they get older and they become incapable and they'll get, you know, because all societies take care of their seniors so well, just like ours, mm-hmm. that um, <laughs> they'll eventually just get left on the side of the road or something. You know, I, I think what we're seeing is a transition, but it's it's it, but it turns out it's not it's a decision that the Empire makes. It's not they go, you know what, we're not going to do this anymore. We're going to use conscripts and we're shutting this all down. Yeah. And um, whatever's left of the clones are just going to kind of fade off fade away what if what if it doesn't get renewed for three seasons i mean what if this was all we got is that the story somebody wanted to leave off at no but it's not the case though because i i just don't feel i just don't feel like there was a beginning and an end i like an end to a season of some kind of finality if this were canceled would i feel like i was satisfied over firefly (laughs) (laughs) so i am i'm okay no you're not i promise i'm okay I am. They would not have. They would not have ended this the way they did if they did not 100% know they had another season. If this was a standalone, it ends very differently. That's all I'm saying. Like, like that's all. That's all I mean. You're just gun shy from thinking it's going to get canceled because of Firefly. I think everything's going to get canceled. Damn it! Netflix does it to me all the time. It's not just Firefly. Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. I still am. Will ne- I will never forgive Netflix for Netflix has like all yeah, Netflix me. and Disney have like wildly divergent business plans. Yeah, there's no way Disney didn't sit down with Filoni and went, "Okay, how many seasons do you want?" Yeah, I, I've been hurt. I've been hurt before, man. Uh, I, I just think like the story of it was the end of the clones. Yeah, 
who goes through the biggest arc? The Empire and the Republic. That the 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 whole system goes it has the biggest arc. You know, that's that's the big arc. Is mm-hmm. is the is this changeover and the end of the clones? We think of think of even if even if there wasn't another season, think of this as a coda to the Clone yeah. Wars. Mm. Just to tell us how it ends, how how we we've we told all these stories about these clones and we've met all these clones and going all the way back to Attack of the Clones and damn it, they make you say clones so many times. And <laughs> this was just kind of like this is how it ends. This is how the clones end. Arian or Gary, any uh, any other thoughts? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't as compelling as I thought it might have been, but it was still enjoyable. I uh, had a great time with it, and I am looking forward to season two. I, th- I think I might have mentioned it, but this was, of all the announced Star Wars shows, this was my least anticipated one, but it exceeded my expectations. I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was anything great or special, uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with it. So, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I definitely would put it behind Clone Wars and Rebels as far as what Filoni's done. I think it's got a lot of room to grow. I think the characters are good enough that it'll continue pretty well. Um, but like you said, I, I hope they do get away from the guest star of the week thing or it's going to get real tiring real fast. Except for maybe Saul. I want more Saul. <laughs> so none of us want guest stars right? except for the guest stars that we Look, want. Look, if they jump ahead in time, I want to see Hera grow up, damn mm-hmm. it. <laughs> you do too. Uh, of course I do. I want as much Hera as I possibly can get. I will agree with you. It's not as good as Clone Wars and it's not as good as Rebels. However, I think it's just as good as an average season of those shows. Like, it's not as good as the best season of Clone Wars. It's not as good as the best season of Rebels. But it wouldn't, it, none of it feels, none of it's like, it's not a considerable drop in quality from either one of those shows on a week-to-week basis. And it doesn't have the same uh, scope to it either, you know, that those shows do, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think it compares well to those shows. Yes, it's not as good as, I guess, but I don't know doesn't matter it's, it's better than resistance <laughs> it, it's better than resistance although i grew to like resistance Low bar. It's, it's also however better than star wars entertainment i think P, what we also have to understand is if we hadn't had clone wars and we hadn't had rebels we would our minds would be blown by the show mm-hmm. yeah like this is star wars entertainment in a level that that like you know arian said over the last 15 years we've had this ongoing show this has been the best thing happening in star wars for 15 years mm-hmm is it more of the same? Yeah. It's also way better than anything we got in the 1980s other than Return of mm-hmm. the Jedi. And that's yeah. probably negotiable. It's still really good. And I think that's one thing to get across is that like compared to what it could be and to what it has been in the past, you know, if anyone remembers the droid in the Ewok cartoons mm-hmm. and you can remember those fondly, but I'm going to let you know a secret. They suck. Well, yeah, you can <laughs> like they're real bad. Paul Denny wrote the first episode of Ewoks. Oh, still, wow. it's real, ba- real bad. To me, it's still excellent Star Wars entertainment. Just maybe not, you know, I don't love it as much as the others. Mm-hmm. For what we've become accustomed to, it is a change in pace because it is different because we became accustomed to. I mean, we're just coming off of season eight of the Clone Wars, and season seven, whatever the heck that was. Mm-hmm. I've lost track of how many seasons it is because right. it broke up so much. But and that wasn't it wasn't that a year and a half ago. Yeah, but still, yeah. coming off of Rebels, going into the last season of Clone Wars, those were the last an- animated shows we saw. Those are 
those last seasons for both those shows were really high bars. So I think this show is fine. And it's like you guys said, if, if there wasn't anything else, this would be amazing. But it's not amazing. It's just fine for the first season of a new show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I'd that. buy that. We should leave before the Empire's scouts show up. You coming with us? None of this changes anything. You offered us a chance, Crosshair. This is yours. I made my decision. We want different things, Crosshair. That doesn't mean that we have to be enemies. Thank you for saving AZ. Consider us even. You're still their brother, Crosshair. You're my brother, too. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, Arian, where can we find you out in the world? Uh, you can. Please don't. <laughs> Stay off my lawn. Uh, if you if you really must, you can find me uh, in my last, my last remaining uh, social media presence at such a lazy man on Instagram, but it's mostly memes and pet pictures and occasionally pictures of food. It's real freaking boring. Can confirm. And uh, they, like, you know, like uh, I, I cultivate that. That's my brand. So uh, Mr. Gary Mitchell, where can we find you out in the world? Nowhere. I'm hiding behind Arian. <laughs> uh, no, you can uh, find me at a very large gathering of nerds in just a few weeks uh, called Dragon Con. You might have heard of it. Mm. Uh, people here might have mentioned it one or two times. I am the co-director of the American Sci-Fi Classics track, uh, so I will be very busy that weekend. But please come find me. Demand your air supply records back. Uh, you can also find me every Thursday on the YouTube uh, as my co-director Joe Crow and I do a weekly live on the Facebook and YouTube uh, panel, which some people on this uh, podcast have been on. One to another. Absolutely. You are always welcome. All of you are. We are recording our final episode of our season this week, and then it's time to go into Dragon Con, and we're going to take a little time off, and then we'll come back. Uh, but yeah, and if you look for us on Facebook, it's Dragon Con American Sci-Fi Classics Track. You can also find me annoying um, conservatives on Twitter as at Gary underscore Mitchell with one L. Oh, I think you do it on Facebook as well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And thank you for joining us as well tonight, Gary. We hope to have you both back on very, very soon for books or whatever else you like. It's going to be an episode about how Knights of the Old Republic 2 is the superior gang. Ooh. (laughs) We're going to have to do that in person so I can hit you. Hot takes. <laughs> Hot takes. That's going to get physical. <laughs> get your vaccination card ready. I'm coming to you if we're going to do that. Oh, man, that's much more brutal than I thought we were going to get with Arian. <laughs> I thought it was just going to go a little dirty. I didn't think it was going to get that angry. I will I will die on the, the hill that Obsidian uh, is superior to Bioware. That is a that is a crazy hill to die on. My kids listen to this, man. <laughs> I have a whole section of my video game panel talking about Bioware. You're going to get flagged on Facebook for misinformation. It's, wait, it's just wait, terrible. Wait till, wait till you hear about uh, my takes on Fallout New Vegas versus Fallout oh, 3. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna, going to agree with you on that or not, because I have hot takes as well. Thanks, everyone, for joining us tonight. Tune in for... Maybe sometime we'll do a hot take on video games show where we just have a brawl for two hours. 
We can do a video game show. Anyway, before we start a whole new show tonight, we will go ahead and sign off. Um, Join us next time when we will not talk about video games, probably. We will discuss Heir to the Empire. Wait, Heir to the Jedi. We will discuss Heir to the Jedi. It's not my fault. It just sounds like it should be the right title. It was supposed to be, yeah. I know, and it didn't work out. No, it didn't. As you'll find out when you listen to the episode, it didn't work out. Heir to the Jedi by Kevin Hearn. Thank you all so much. We will see you again soon. We just went off on a whole thing there at the end. Aaron's banned. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. (laughs) You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.